The Right Ricky Sanchez podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. That's right, the official sportsbook of the Ricky. Use code RTRS when you sign up, and you can get a free bet just for signing up. Plus, when you make your first bet, you can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Use code RTRS. And, of course, our friends at Kinetic Skateboarding use promo code Dave Silver for 9.1% off your first order. This is basically a bonus episode. So if you don't like it, don't complain to me. It is live at two-way night. Uh, we were able to talk to Shiz Alston from the Blue Coats and Haywood Highsmith. And we were able to talk to um, the general manager of the Blue Coats and the uh, head coach of the Blue Coats. And we did some remembrances of some of the weirdest moments in our history of the pod. It considered a bonus. It's just uh, it's some fun. I'm not a huge fan of like live pods recorded, but I uh, actually think this one has some funny moments. Three jigsaws in there. Three jigsaws. Uh, before we get going, I want to let you know about um, a very special bet that DraftKings is doing for Fly the Process 5, and you don't need to be uh, going on Fly the Process 5 to take advantage of it. So they're going to do a special promotion. So here's how you do Here's how you do it. If you download the DraftKings app and you sign up and use promo code RTRS, um, what you want to do is go to the reward section and then promotions and then opt in to the Ricky special. So the Ricky special bet for Tuesday night is going to be Sixers win and TJ over four and a half points, and they're going to give you plus 500 odds on it. So five to one. You can only bet five bucks, um, and you don't need to be going on the trip. So again, and it, it should be live by the time you're hearing this on Saturday morning. So go to the reward section in the app, go to promotions, and opt into the Ricky special, and uh, you get plus 500 on Sixers to win in Indiana and TJ to score more than 4.5 points. Um, without any further ado, and thanks to everyone at the Blue Coats, especially Alex Yo, who, uh, who stood by us and uh, said we should do it. It was the biggest crowd ever in the history of the 76ers Fieldhouse. Um, they sold more tickets than there are seats. It's great. So without any further ado, Amos and the chef. From a Sixers facility. Welcome to the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, okay. Delaware. My name is Spike Eskin, along with a guy who just lost in the Mike and Drill 
to a member of the Blue Coats. That yeah. is Mike Levin. Yeah. I was, I was told it'd be a three-point contest. It wasn't. It was against a seven-foot-four guy shooting layups. That feels fair. You lost, man. You lost. I did. I'm not happy about it. So here we are in a 76ers own what? What are you pointing at? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what that was. Oh, the, the mic, the speaker oh. just went out. Can you hear us now? Yeah. Oh, jeez. The first part wasn't any good. If there's any way we can stop the music, too, that would be the greatest thing in the world. But Cool. Um, so, uh, so somebody said on Twitter, when, when we were about to, uh, to leave earlier today, they said, wow, you guys are at the 76ers facility. Look yep. how far we've come. Sure. And I said to him, we've been here the whole time. Look how far they've come. That's right. And that I've been at this abandoned lot in Delaware <laughs> since the process started 43 years ago. Wow. And we all knew the Sixers were going to lose tonight in Orlando, so what better way to not watch yeah, the game? To not watch that. Than to watch a different Sixers affiliate lose <laughs> yeah. in person. And honestly, we know the only game that mattered was the one on Happen on Christmas anyway. Yeah. I, I have news for the Magic. Games that happen in Orlando in December don't count at all. They don't count. Was it even televised? No, I don't even think it was on TV. It was no. like a, a summer league game. No cameras. Um, so thank you for coming. Uh, what a wonderful facility, and thank you for the Blue it Coats is. for having us all out here How tonight. about it? We got to uh, throw the T-shirts. Yeah, we, we got to throw T-shirts. I think I tore my rotator cuff yeah. throwing the T-shirts. I uh, hit the American flag with a ball. In Mike's, Mike's most social justice warrior move ever. Yep. <laughs> he hit the American flag with a Blue Coats T-shirt. That's right. And I... <laughs> I do think that's a felony, and I apologize. And, uh, and one more thing to congratulate ourselves. We are told that this was the biggest crowd in the history of the 76ers Fieldhouse. The history. So we own the G League. You see, when the billboard happened, you thought it was all over, but it wasn't over. Yeah. It was just the beginning. So uh, yeah. we, uh, we're, we're going to bring a, a couple of players out here, maybe uh, coaches. But before we did, I thought that we're here doing a show at the Sixers facility. We would, I would run through with Mike some of the, the most iconic moments in the history of the, the seven years of the podcast that we've been doing this and just get some of your reaction yeah. to that. So can you take me back to the moment that you heard about the Michael Carter-Williams trade and how you felt. Yeah, I mean, I was in the car looking at Twitter safely. Uh, and you just knew that the, this hinky guy meant business and that we were going to capitalize on um, people at the height of their value. We're not sentimental around here, except for actually bad players that we will raise to a, a height unto for 
unseen. We're not sentimental, except that we're going to Indianapolis next week to That's say right. hi to TJ McConnell. That's right. We, it's, we pick and choose. There is no sentiment. No. I remember the MCW trade because I'm a season ticket holder, and I, I got my season ticket package. Well, did you have the, was it the, uh, the pamphlets? The calendars with his face on it, and you were upset? Well, uh, we shouldn't do that, but... Um, <laughs> I, I did have the season ticket package in front of my face, and on the season ticket package right there was Michael Carter-Williams. Yeah. I had gotten it two days before, and I just thought, this is awesome. This yeah. is hilarious. So oh. I'm, I'm not cursing because most of my oh. family's here. I can't also not trash members of the Sixers organization at the same time. I can do one thing. Do we have Shiz? What's up, man? Shiz Austin? Shiz Austin. T for Temple U. Let's Ladies and gentlemen, a big hand for Shiz Olsen right here. Ooh. How's it going, man? How you doing? How you doing? How's it feel to play for your hometown team? Feels good. I know I can get home whenever I want, and I get to see a lot of familiar faces, so it's yeah. fun. Do you get a lot of ticket requests? A whole lot. A whole yeah. lot. <laughs> so, um... I, I've never heard you say, who is, I wanted to know, so you grew up in Philly, then you yeah. play for Temple, and now you're, you're part of the Sixers organization. Yeah. All-time favorite Sixer, and then all-time favorite non-Sixer. Ooh, it's a tough one. So my favorite Sixer has to be Aaron McKee. Yeah. Because he's a Temple. Yeah. There we go, give it up for Aaron McKee. Uh, Aaron McKee has to be my favorite. And uh, my, uh, let's see. I didn't like Eric Snow that much. I'm going to be honest. Eric Snow <laughs> probably is my least favorite Sixer all least time. Least favorite Sixer we're doing. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I got a couple of those. And then that whole, that whole Sixers team where, like, everyone was in the G League and yeah. up and down, we won, like, five games. Sure. I, I didn't like that whole team. We were at our best at that time. Yeah. That's when we were good. <laughs> What's it like? Okay. So you, in your Temple career, stayed four years. Yeah. Shot about... 94% from the line yeah, yeah. over the course of that time. Didn't miss. Yeah. Uh, what's, it, what's it like, because you're on the doorstep of the NBA, what's it like seeing guys that you're like, man, I'm, I'm better than them. Like, I can shoot better than them. Like, how does that make you feel? How does that drive you? Uh, it just makes me want to work harder, you know, just put in the work, because all these guys are pros. Yeah. So uh, if you feel like, you know, you're better than a pro, you just got to show it. So I just try to come in every day and put the work in, and hopefully it'll show. Yeah. Uh, so the, the whole point of, of this team down here is development and getting you better. Right. As a player, we, you know, we know as a coach it might be one thing. As a player, what's it, do you see a, uh, how, how do you balance that? Like, you know, I need to get there and get my game better, but also we need to win this game. How, do, do you ever, does that ever cross your mind while you're playing the game? Like yeah. this is a development thing, it's not a, it's not a win thing? Uh, no, during the game, you know, the competitive nature kicks in and we all just want to win, but we use practice and uh, other times to get better. But during the game, we're real competitive and we see a nice crowd here, so we want to win. Yeah. Did it feel tonight like there was more juice in the arena? Definitely, this was our best crowd yet, so it was fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So the, Mor the Morris brothers, you played with your brother yeah, at yeah. Temple. The Morris brothers are super weird about it in that they, they, it's almost like they have to play on the same team or there's something yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the experience like playing with your brother and, and what would, like, 
you know, do you ever think about that in the in the future that maybe that may happen uh, again? Uh, not really. You don't really no. think about it that much. Uh, See, the Morris brothers are weird. Yeah, I know yeah they're though, definitely but, yeah. weird about it. You know, they, they don't. <laughs> They never play uh, against each other. So when we play pickup in the summer times, they're always on the same team. They win almost every game. So it's a little cheating. Yeah. <laughs> if you had, because they always, it seems like Mar Marcus or Markeith Morris is always getting in fights with Sixers, specifically Sixers. Yeah. And they're from Philly. Right. Would that be you if you had, say you played for wherever, Detroit or whatever? Oh, definitely. You, you gotta show them that you're, you run Philly. So yeah, yo, so you would, yeah. okay, so they, you get that part. They try to make it seem like that, so that you get. gotta be like that. That I get. So a, a lot of players, when they don't go to the league right away after college, have to make the decision between overseas and here. Is that something you had to think about and what goes into that decision? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I thought about it and it came down to the wire. You know, I was, I was thinking about going overseas, but I couldn't pass down an opportunity to be in the Sixers organization. Uh, you know, this is my favorite team growing up. I watched every game, every year of my life. So I, this was an opportunity I couldn't pass down, and I, and I love to be a part of the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. Uh, we don't want to keep you too long. We knew it was after a game, but we do this thing at the end of every interview. Okay, okay. They're, they're getting excited because they know, know what's going to happen. All right, let's go. I'm ready. All right, so... It's called a, a jigsaw, and what it is, is basically I give you um, two choices, okay. and you have to pick one of them. The bummer about it is that they're both bad, all right? Lose-lose situation? Yes, lose. Should shiz do the jigsaw right now? Okay. Here's your choice. These are the both for the rest of your life. You have to choose one. The first option is you will sneeze three times an hour every hour for the rest of your life, even hours that you're sleeping. <laughs> okay. The other option is you're only allowed to wash your hands one time per day mm -hmm. and it's first thing in the morning. Oh. I'm going to be honest with everybody right here. I probably only wash my hands one time a day anyway. Oh, no. So, uh, They're so, cheering. Why is that so, a cheering thing? There you go. I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not the only yeah, one. So. The entire Sixers organization yeah. also doesn't wash their hands. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Our immune systems are very strong. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, give it up for our immune systems and Shiz also for spending some time with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. I believe that is the... We take a break from the live Ricky right now at uh, Two Way Night to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, officially available in Pennsylvania. The trusted leader in daily fantasy, DraftKings, has now brought their expertise to legal sports betting, already America's top-rated sportsbook app. I use it all the time. I actually had Milwaukee minus 11, even without Giannis. I knew that was a lock after uh, after they lost to us on Christmas at Milwaukee. Uh, myself. I'm not a great better, but I'm starting to figure it out. Um, they have a special promotion DraftKings does for Fly the Process 5. They, of course, are the the uh, the the sponsor of Fly the Process 5, and they have a special bet for Fly the Process 5. You don't even need to be going on it, but if you're going on it, you should do it so we can all cheer together. Um, sign up. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up. Use our promo code RTRS, and then go to the rewards tab and promotions, and you want to opt into the Ricky special. The Ricky special is Sixers to win on Tuesday night and 
TJ to score over 4.5 points. So go to the promotions uh, in the app and opt into the Ricky special. And it'll be there by Saturday morning. So it should be there while you're talking to this, while you're listening to this, rather. And uh, opt into the Ricky special. Sixers to win and TJ over 4.5 points. They're giving you plus 500 odds. It should be uh, plus 185. That would be normal. But they're boosting it to plus 500 so plus 500 odds you can only if the odds are so good they're only letting you bet five bucks on it um download the top rated DraftKings sportsbook app right now use code rtrs when you sign up for a limited time all new users get a risk-free bet just for signing up plus when you make your first bet you can get a risk-free bet up to 500 dollars. don't forget sign up with code rtrs place your first bet and you can get a risk-free bet up to 500 bucks only at DraftKings sportsbook and do the ricky special promotion uh must be 21 or older pennsylvania only restrictions apply deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER back to two-way night pod ladies and gentlemen Haywood Highsmith. Ah, there was a time that you played for the Sixers last year. Yep. Played for maybe what, 10, 15 games? Uh, yeah, right around that number. Around yeah. there. The Sixers were, were very top heavy last year, and I, I called you immediately the fifth best player on the Sixers. <laughs> I appreciate that. that I, I really was a lot of times. What is it about your game that you felt was helping the team last year and that you're continuing to work on of like, this is the thing that, I, that can make me a consistent NBA player? Right, I mean, I'm always gonna be a hard worker, on the court, hustle player, and um, play defense, mm-hmm. and um, shoot the ball. So I feel like my defense and the shooting threes really could help, this was helping the Sixers last year. Yeah, fifth best player. I mean, I, I said <laughs> it. <laughs> what, what would you say, um, I hear when NFL players talk about the difference between college football and NFL, they always talk about the speed, that yeah. that is the biggest difference. What's the difference between the biggest difference that you've seen between NBA basketball and G League so far? Um, it's, you know, everybody's bigger, age, size, of course, speed, like you said, strength. It's just, you know, the pace of the game is much faster as well. I mean, you got six, nine point guards, you got seven feet centers, you got a lot of, you got LeBron players like that. It was just a lot of just different athleticism in the NBA, I feel like. Yeah. Do you think it's fair that I played Chris Kumaje in a mic and drill just now? <laughs> do you think that's a fair? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. How do you, how, how is your um, layups looking? I, I did all right. I lost 21-16 uh, okay. in 30 seconds. Okay, that's, that's cool. That's, that's all right. Cool. That's cool. Um, it's not bad. I, I told him it was close. You probably can beat me if you can do that. No, I wanted, I wanted to play him in a three-point contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You might have won that. That's what I'm you saying. Won that. that was the terms. <laughs> won and that. then they sprung this on me. Yeah. Uh, it feels like you guys have a lot of, on the, on, on the Blue Coats, you guys have a lot of shooters on the team. Yeah, for sure. Guys who can stretch the floor, you. Uh, what is the, like, how, how do you balance, like, distributing, like, who gets, who's hot one night versus, versus going, like, no, this is, the, this is the game plan? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, we all, you know, have players on the, on the team that can shoot the ball. I mean, you got me, JB. X Mar, you know, a lot of Z, he's becoming a better shooter. But, um, you know, it's just the pace of the game, the flow of the game. You know, you, you see who gets the most rhythm shots, get the most open shots. You can see who's in rhythm. Like tonight, I mean, JB was pretty in rhythm. I was in rhythm. You know, Mar was in rhythm. So, I mean, it's not really one guy who gets, I feel like, gets the shots all the time. Everybody can share the ball, get up good shots, and take good shots. I feel yeah. like. When you look at the NBA right now, 
Is there a player that you look at and you say that your game is the most similar to? Um, when I when I got caught up by the Sixers, they always used to compare me to um Robert Covington. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's. I he's felt very that popular. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. felt that applause line yeah, coming. I was a, feeling it. Yeah, he's a pretty fan favorite. So I mean, I like that he plays defense, shoot threes, hard worker. You know, Philly loves hard workers. So I mean, yeah, yeah. definitely Robert Covington for sure. And that length. Yeah, that deflections. Length deflections. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're very pro deflections podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What, what is this sort of in-between stage like for you? You know, like you, you went, you were one of only two players on the NBA rosters last year who had only played D2 right. and not played any and went right to the NBA. Right. And now you're, you're here working your way back. What is that like for you every day trying to get back to that yeah, spot? I mean, I'm having fun with this every day. You know, I'm playing basketball for a living, you know, not far from my hometown, Baltimore. So, you know, I'm having fun with this, enjoying this. You know, I love the city of Philly, love the city of Wilmington, so I mean, I'm just enjoying this, having fun, developing, trying to get better every day, for sure. Yeah. What was it like, were you, were you on, the, on the bench during, in the Toronto series? Yeah, when Kawhi hit that shot, yeah. or yeah, I was there. Terrible, terrible, terrible. How does that make you, like, like does that, because for me, it makes me want to just lay down. Yeah. Like face first. Uh, yeah, I does, was. Does that make you want to like be a better player, or, or does it make you just want to like collapse? Um, a little bit of both. You know, that shot <laughs> yeah. was definitely took took the life out of you know this, just the whole team. You know, I was on the bench. Me and Shake Melton was on the bench. Yeah. Right next to each other, you know, and I literally stood up, shot the ball, you know, rolled around a couple times. I'm like, it's not going, it's not going. And then Shake said, Oh my God, it's going. And then I just, you know. But, I mean, being in the atmosphere like that, you know, it's just you can feel the energy, you know, the playoff atmosphere, like the NBA is nothing else. So, I mean, just being yeah. in something like that really inspires me to get back to something like that, but playing on the court. Yeah. yeah. I remember during, during the, the process years when we were winning 10 games. Right. Which was great. Right, right. Um, <laughs> it was, it would, I would watch the Sixers play basketball and be like, this, and then I'd watch, like, whatever, the Thunder when yeah, they were good, and yeah. be like, this isn't even the same sport. Right. <laughs> it's so far from, yeah, like, I, we're playing lacrosse out there. Yeah, I can't imagine winning 10 games out of 82. Yeah, that's, it was good. No, man. It's pretty, imagine pretty doing a podcast hard, about it. <laughs> the thing about it, though, is that those 10 games are so sweet. Hey, oh, yeah. hey but it worked out. Trust the yeah. process. Trust, Trust the, process. the process. That's right. That's right. So, Hayward, before we let you go, and we appreciate you giving us time after the game, we do a thing at the end of every interview. Uh, yeah, I, heard I think it. you I heard just heard. Just do it, yeah. You haven't had any time for, to prepare. It's going to be a no, different no, no, one. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. All right, you ready? Yeah. Here are your two options. They're both for the rest of your life. Oh, the first man. one is, thanks to David who submitted this, first one is, everywhere you go, you have to skip. There's no walking. Including the basketball court? No, no, no. He can run on the basketball court. You can keep your job. But okay. as you go to your, your car after, you got to skip. You got to skip to the bench. Yeah, you got to skip. Oh, man. The other option is... Get subbed out, skip to the bench. Yeah. Subbed in, skip onto the court. <laughs> but during the game, you, you can, can run. run. I feel like I'm working my muscles, though. though yeah, that's man. right. Yeah. That's I like that. Your other option is, for the rest of your life when you eat, no utensils. Now, you cannot cheat... Uh, if you eat ice cream, there's no ice cream cone. With your, you gotta eat with your fingers. You eat a steak, you gotta rip it apart with your fingers. No knife, no fork, no spoon, no anything. Okay. What are you choosing? Um, I like to eat, so I'm going to just skip. Everywhere. He's skipping. Yeah, he's skipping. He's skipping. 
I like that call. I like it. That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, a big hand for skipping and for one Hayward Highsmith. I'll skip over there. <laughs> skip. There it is. Really good. Really good. I was, uh, I was going to mention the Hightower Highsmith thing to him, but I thought it would be too weird, so I didn't do it. Okay. Um, Hey, uh, I wanted to bring up another uh, moment in, in our history. Yeah. Do you remember the Noel versus Okafor wars? Yeah. See, it turns out, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie War Games. It's an old movie, but at the end of War Games, it's a movie about nuclear war. They make the computer play tic-tac-toe over and over and over again to prove that there is no winner. And I sort of think that Noel versus Okafor, <laughs> at the end of the day, was a lot like tic-tac-toe. Yeah, nobody won. I still, I, I mean, I would love Nerlens as a backup center right now, this second. So, and Evan Turner and Dion Waiters, another one that still no one won. Kinda. Yeah, yeah, we, we fought about that pretty passionately. Yeah. Yeah. I had Dion Waiters, you had Evan Turner. I did. And Evan is playing basketball now. So yeah. I don't know if that means I win. You know, the one fight we had that never made the pod was oh, about God. Michael Franco. Really dumb. One I of the dumb swear. Ones. It was so loud, we didn't even put it in the podcast. No. And he's gone now. So I, was, I think I was right about that. No, the, the issue was you said they were going to make him a first baseman, and it was going to happen, and you knew because you talked to people in the Phillies organization. I said, he never became a third baseman. Thus, I said they did not believe in him as a long-term third baseman. Well, six years ago. They still don't have a third baseman. It's fair. Um, okay, how about this one? Someone brought this up on Twitter. LeBron touring Malvern Prep with his children. <laughs> Look, I still think he was coming to Philadelphia, and I was developing a show with him, so I was like, he it, like it's me. He wouldn't do this to me. Come on, LeBron, my guy. But he didn't come. I think, hey, a big shout out to Alex. Alex. Alex is, that's Alex Yo right there. So Alex uh, was like, hey, why don't we do Rights to Ricky Sanchez night at the Blue Coats? And I'm sure there were a few people at the headquarters uh, in Camden that he didn't ask before he did that. And here we are. Yeah. So thank you to Alex for letting Thank you, Alex. And shout out to Dan. Is it Dan who let us bang the drum? Yes. Dan, uh, shout well, out he didn't let us. I mean, that, he gave us his, the mallets. It's his job. I don't know where he is. But we banged the drum. <laughs> Banged it. And I hurt my hand a little when I did it, and that's why I lost to Kumaji. So. Are we good? Matt? Matt? Oh, we're getting them both. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, general manager and head coach of the Blue Coats, Matt Lilly, Connor Johnson. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, man. You guys can sit wherever you want. You want to go over there? There you go. There's mics. No, no, we're good. Oh. 
Uh, it wouldn't be a process night without a tough loss. A moral victory and a tough loss. No question. I feel bad. We get all these great support and we can't get you a better result, but no, that's everybody right. coming out and, and it's just pretty awesome what you guys yeah. have going on. Now, we appreciate it, but we'd like to talk to you about your rotations. <laughs> no, just, no, just. Uh, I think this is a question for both of you because you both have to, uh, to, to deal with this. Um, and, and either one can start. How do you balance, uh, and we asked Shiz this, how do you balance, because your job here is to develop players for the Sixers, but also you're here trying to win basketball games because you're, you're humans uh, who, who are in basketball. How do you balance those two things and how difficult is that from prior to the game to during the game to you know, acquiring players, those sorts of things? Um, I think people tend to think that those two things conflict, but I think it's probably less, um, less than you might think. Uh, we, we try to do everything here to build winning habits in that guys. It's the Sixers assignment guys, the two-way guys, the G-League guys. Um, and development is our priority above everything else. We've got 50 games in our schedule. They make us play all of them. <laughs> Given the option, we want to win more than we lose. So um, I think every, everything we do in the day-to-day -day is development-focused, but again, we're, we're going to play these games. We're going to come out here and try to win. A year and a half ago, the Elton brand is saying those words. Just yeah. so close. Well, seriously, how do you, I mean, Elton Brand was the Blue Coats GM and then for like four months, and then he was the Sixers GM. How does, like, does that ever go through your mind? <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I got to work with Elton pretty closely his year here. Um, he was new to the G League, and, and fortunate for me, I think he leaned on me pretty heavily to kind of help him with all that stuff. Just, there you go. This work? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just saying, I, I got to work pretty closely with Elton his, his year here. Um, he was new to the G League, and I got to kind of help him learn the ropes and, and, and help him through that season. So um, when he got the, the call up uh, before last season, I think it was, I was pretty fired up for him. I know he was excited. Um, I think ultimately we all do this to kind of to do our job at the NBA level is the goal. So to see him make that jump so quickly was, was pretty awesome. Are you, so now you have a relationship with him, obviously. 10 days season is coming around. Are we gonna be like, hey, come on. Let's cycle in some guys. Let's get our guys some NBA money. Yeah, I think we, we pride ourselves on kind of looking internally first when something opens up in, in Philly. We saw that with Haywood last year. Yep. Um, Norvell obviously having a heck of a year this year. We're pretty excited for him. Yeah. So, um, it's a lot of Norvell fans. Yeah, man. huge Norvell. We all love Norvell. Um, yeah, six, Sixers roster is obviously full right now, but I think when something opens up, uh, we always like to look at Delaware first. Yeah. Uh, Connor, this is for you. So we found out, you know, right before the game, which Sixers players were going to be, you know, which guys were going to be with the big, big club and which, which players were going to be here. You obviously know that beforehand, but sometimes not even too long beforehand. How do you go into games coaching knowing that some of your, your best players may or may not even be there? Yeah, I think that's one of the challenges, the challenge of the G League. It's something our team has, but every G League team to that degree. It's uh, one of our advantages is being so close to Philadelphia where the guys can back, go back and forth, practice up there, play down here. But it then leads to these situations where guys are showing up before the game. 
and we got to make it work. And so what do we do? We try to run the same stuff that the Sixers do. A lot, it should be a lot of crossover, both offensively and defensively. We try to keep it simple as much as we can. And there's just a ton of communication going back and forth. The, the Sixer development coach always comes down with the player who we know very well and work closely with throughout the entire summer. But it's definitely a challenge. And I think that's one of the things that makes the G League tough. As you come in, you got to figure out who your team is and then go play that night. So Hurricane Korkmaz is yeah yeah i'm wearing his shoes in honor of the evening um were you the were you coaching the summer league team in the, the game he dropped 40. i wasn't the head i was the assistant coach okay top yeah. was that the most surprising moment of your life and maybe is it well, like the best moment of your life was like what how much is that because it meant a lot to me being there for it i it felt like it was a bit of a shooting star. Yeah, I know. I think everyone was pretty emotionally affected by it. It sounds like <laughs> similar to you. Uh, we had known Furkan was a talented player for sure. And you see him, we see him playing those EuroLeague games, uh, uh, the, the international games where he represents his country well and scores a lot and is one of the most important offensive um, players on that team. So I think we knew he, he had it in him. I think uh, at that time, he, it wasn't a lot of shots he was willing to turn down. So he's getting a lot of them up and he hit a lot of them. And I think really kind of set the tone for what he can do. I think he kind of cooled off a little bit after that summer league, but you just see him putting in two solid years of work, getting better, getting comfortable, getting confident. And now he plays really well for the Sixers and it's an important piece of what they are. Yeah. These people are great. They love Norvell and they love Furcon, man. Yeah. This is great. We love Furcon. We're a pro Furcon podcast here. You, you mentioned the dialogue that you guys have with the Sixers. What is that like on a day-to-day -day basis? Is there a, I don't know if you're allowed to divulge this, but is there a, a call, you know, every day for 20 minutes or like how, how does that work? So not too much changes day to day. The things that we want to work on with, with Mar, with Norvell, with Jonah and Zaire when they're here, it's, it's a long-term process. And so what they, it's, it's not, not, not much changes for, oh, they're here this game or they're here for this practice. The things that they want to work on and the things they, got, they need to get better at are consistent for the entire time. With that said, managing um, what they've been doing the week before, making sure we're taking care of them in the strength and conditioning department, making sure their health is a, a top priority. And so all those things are more the day-to-day -day conversations that are going back and forth. My nieces are doing snow angels on the ground, and they're very talented. Is that a metaphor for the G League? It's all about development. That's right. That's right. Do you feel like, first of all, like how much Sixers basketball do you guys watch? Do you have time to watch Sixers basketball? We went back in the room and put in the, la the last minute on to watch the, uh, sure. the game tonight. So we, I think yeah, I mean, our, our, games, our games yeah. overlap at times and whenever possible, we're, we're catching the Sixers game. Do you feel like, and like you're, obviously a, you're obviously a part of the organization. You're obviously like in the development side of it. Uh, do you feel like if you see something that they're not, do you get frustrated watching it? Like, like in the way that we do, they're like, hey, what? Why are they doing this? This is stupid. Like, what's this? Wait, Matt made a face like you were definitely frustrated. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> great I, I don't mean to speak for you. <laughs> no, t no team plays perfect all the time. Right, so we right, want right. the best for them. Very similar to, I think, hopefully we all felt some frustration tonight, too, in the same way. We want yeah. them to play their best. And 
we're pretty committed to the Sixers' success. So when, when they play well, it's great. And when they're struggling, we, we watch and, and think about it. Talk, uh, Zaire is a guy that I really believe in. And he Me was super, super raw coming out of Texas Tech. Uh, but you saw, like, a, he had, hadn't played much basketball, but, like, you saw a level of basketball IQ and, like, just, like, passing intuition uh, from a guy that you usually don't see with that level of commitment on defense and with that level of athleticism. Uh, obviously, the craziest thing in the world happened last year with him, and that's, you know, number nine on the crazy things that have happened with the Sixers organization in the past decade. Uh, he hasn't been... He hasn't been up with the pros much this year in the big leagues. Talk about his development and like what you see for him. Like, give me like a two to three year plan for Zaire. I think Zaire gets better every day. And I think he comes down here and he gets a ton of opportunity to play, to have the ball in his hands, to knock down shots. And just the, the consistency we've seen from when he came back to us a little bit at the end of last year, when he played this summer, to what we're seeing now out of him, I think he's on the right upward trajectory. I think his on-the-ball defense is great. I think he, he, uh, his ball pressure, people cross half court, they don't want to play against Zaire. And I think that's a skill that's going to translate wherever he plays. I think his offense continues to improve. Today he's knocking down shots. And that we've got to continue to build him up to be able to play off the ball in these kind of sixer scenarios where they're going to throw it to these players who are going to create an advantage and the ball's going to go to um, Z in the corners. He'll knock down shots or attack a closeout and make the next play. And I think he's getting better in all those scenarios. But like you talked about, it's a long trajectory. And he's got to continue to put in the days like he has. And I think we'll see it bear out in the end. Does, does Brett, like, check in on that? Because, like, obviously Matisse comes in and played four years at Washington comes in a little bit more developed in terms of what he can do and what he even just doesn't do. Uh, do you see that those two guys could play together? Do you feel like they're a, a match as, a, as like a 2-3 next to Ben on, on the team? Or is it like somewhat overlapping skills that you feel like is sort of more of a, an insurance policy? No, I, th I think the way the, the NBA game is played today, and especially um, given the Sixers' aspirations, the way the game is played in the playoffs, you can never have too many two-way wings, right? That's what we, if you want to overload your roster with anything, it's guys that can guard and uh, and can be um, you know threats on the offensive end. So I think the more of those guys you have, the better, and you'll find a way to to get them on the floor. So you look at the Sixers roster. There's a lot of guys like that playing now. There's a lot of guys that we feel like we kind of have in the pipeline. So um, I think that's a profile we're we're going to continue targeting and and hope to develop some guys that can that can help us. Is it tempting to just give Shayok the ball every single time? <laughs> I think he would love that. That would be the <laughs> easiest thing we could decide to do. I just, I'm, I'm, you, you're the expert, but I'm sitting over there, and I'm just like, just give it to Shayok. Just give it to Shayok. I hope we're doing that enough, because we're definitely trying. <laughs> um, Matt, I was doing some research beforehand, and I was noticing that um, you're not very active, but you follow me on Twitter, and I just, you know, shouldn't do that. I just, I would like, you should not follow me, and that way you have just a more pure just sort of remembrance of, of who I am and what I do. Well, I, I got to keep track of you guys. I'm used to listening to 1.5 speed, so this is a new experience for me, but <laughs> I'll see what you guys are up to. Wow. 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 Uh, you want to throw him the jigsaw? I think so. I think we should. We had Brett do a jigsaw. Sam yeah. do the jigsaw. Let's they, should they do the jigsaw? Is a... Come on. All right, so if you didn't hear, a jigsaw is the end of every interview, uh, the end of, you know, sometimes you do it in the middle of the podcast. It's basically, would you rather, but both choices are horrible. 
uh, and you have to answer. So, or they won't let you out of the building. We already spoke to the guys up front. We got here really early. All right, here are your two choices. Matt, you're gonna have to go first. Choice number one, these are both for the rest of your life. Choice number one, you're only allowed one set of clothes. Um, whether you're going to the gym, whether you're coming to work, whatever, it is the same set of clothes. You don't get a whole closet full of them, it's just the one. The other one is you can only shower one time per week. <laughs> the look. Professionals. Is he going to get the same one? <laughs> He's yeah. going to get the same one. How many items or clothing are in this set of clothes? That's a great question. I, I just, I, you can't cheat. So one of the rules about off. the jigsaw is you can't say, I'm wearing gym shorts and a t-shirt under a suit, which is also under a, like you can't cheat it. You, this is a set of clothes, or this is a set of clothes, or this is a set of clothes. It's just one. That's the GM doing his due diligence right there. I get to shower once per week, that's it? One. No baths. No, yeah. no cheating the system. I appreciate you looking. Look, we like GMs that try to take yeah. advantage of every... That's right. Every little inch. That's in our, yeah. that's in our DNA, but, but not here. One not shower a week and also a pick swap. That's yeah. what you get. That's... There's no Stauskas trade in, in this right here. I get to wash the clothes every day, right? Yeah, you can wash them as much as you want. All right, I'll take one outfit for the rest of my wow. life. Wow! Wow. I'm the same way. I'm with that. I thought it was even close. Oh, you're taking the clothes? Yeah. Oh. I'd rather sh shower a bunch and only wear one set of clothes. I go one shower. Yeah. One would, shower a week. I smell great. I would go one shower. I just... The oh. olden times, didn't they just douse themselves in cologne and stuff? I would do that. I shower once a week, just That's like that. in the olden times. We, we wanted to tell you guys, I know just you might not watch as much G League basketball as maybe Matt and I do, but we have a number of former Sixers now playing in the G League this year. Yeah. So who, who are the guys we got? We got Timothy Luau Cabarro. We yep. played him. Yep. We played Justin Anderson. Who else? Hollis. Hollis, Hollis and Isaiah, Isaiah Cannon, Cannon on yeah. the same team. Yep. So he was a Hollis guy, and I was a Cannon guy. Who's better? Isaiah <laughs> just had, Isaiah scored, we've lost in overtime to Stockton, and Isaiah probably 50 points. So Isaiah's looking pretty good these days. Yeah. How many did he give up? Fair, fair question, but we lost by three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, uh, we heard they were on the same team, and we worried that two way that the, our night here might be that night, in which case we would all be cheering for Hollis and yeah. Cannon. It would we have been a, a weird second two way night. Yeah, yeah. Second. We had a great time. So uh, we appreciate as you know we started this podcast seven years ago, and we started during the, the process era. So what happens here and the players that happen here, this sort of thing is really close to all of us. Yeah. So, um, so we appreciate all you do for the development, for not just for the Zaires and the Shayoks, but for, for everybody here. Well, so. well, we appreciate you getting all these people at yeah. our game. So yeah. thank you very much. Of course. Thank you. And thank you for Norvell Pell. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Johnson, Matt Lilly. Thanks, guys. Trust the process. Pandering. Abject pandering.
Yeah, yeah, we pandered, we pandered. So thank you, guys. Uh, who's going next week to Indianapolis? Is there a good uh, number of people here going to Indianapolis? Boy, that's going to be weird. Oh, yeah. That's going to be weird. We'll see Jakar there and yeah. TJ. So um, we want to thank you not just for tonight, but for uh, this year and the last seven years of the pod. It's so great seeing in a Sixers facility all these weird T-shirts and uh, weird people. Yeah. And you're ours, and, uh, and I appreciate it. So thank you. Thank you so much. Are wait. you wait, down? Wait, wait, no, 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 wait. I was going to Before you it. leave, no, 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 even the people walking. I, there's no traffic. Just hold on one second. <laughs> there's, there's literally no traffic. Can we do a trust the process, Chan? I don't ask for those, but we're here, and it's this. So on the count of three, one, two, three. They left anyway. All Very right. good. So that's it. Are you down with the TTP? Yeah. You know they face. Thank you. Can I get a shot of you too? Yeah. Larry, sweetie, the man is here. We will write y'all, we will write, even when it went wrong, we will write, we was right y'all, we will write, so say the name, say the name, we will write y'all, we will write, even when it went wrong, we will write.